It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Our Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And we welcome you to an extra edition of the Locked On Washington football team podcast here on a now Saturday early morning, live from FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland, where the Washington football team beat the Cincinnati Bengals in preseason game number two, 17-13 on Friday night at FedEx Field. I'm Chris Russell. David Harrison is out this weekend. Hopefully he is back with us early next week. And we will take you through on this abridged version of LOWFT with a little recap of Friday night's action. Again, Washington winning 17-13. For those of you that are interested, they did not cover the number, uh, which was either 5, 5.5, depending on where you got it, betonline.ag. I think had it at 5 the last time I checks so they did not cover of course Ron Rivera bypassing a late potential field goal opportunity after a fourth down stop for Washington's defense all right let's take you through this one it was ugly from an offensive perspective uh, really throughout and there was only one touchdown scored uh, the entire night and you know, ultimately, actually, two touchdowns, should say, both of the one-yard run variety and one for I, uh, each team. So let's take you through um, the early part of this game. It was ultimately 3 nothing Cincinnati when Washington tied it up at 3-3 three and three on a 34-yard field goal from Dustin Hopkins, a nine-play, 64-yard drive, four minutes and four seconds before halftime. Uh, Dustin Hopkins hit a second field goal, 31 yards, obviously a 10-play, 56-yard drive, 225, obviously a key kick, A, to give the Washington football team the lead at that point, uh, for whatever that matters, but more importantly because Dustin Hopkins had obviously struggled in Foxborough and had missed a couple of kicks in camp the couple of days before that game. But then earlier this week, he was five for five in practice as we chronicled on one of the earlier episodes. Uh, And then on Friday night had three opportunities and made all three. Now, again, all three are of the short variety, two 31 yarders and a 34 yarder. Uh, And, um, you know, you've just got to make those kicks. Ultimately, Dustin Hopkins made those picks. Um, The Washington football team got their one lone touchdown on the day and night from Jared 
Patterson, a one-yard run, capping off a 32-yard six-play drive in three minutes and six seconds. They also got a key two-point conversion from Kyle Allen to Antonio Gandy-Golden, who he himself had a pretty good day despite double-catching one particular ball. All right, let's take you from the start here just in terms of the first-team offense. They played four series uh, into the early part of the second quarter, and listen— Um, They only had the field goal to show for it. Obviously, that's not good enough production in terms of points, but it wasn't a disaster. It wasn't great. It wasn't a disaster. Logan Thomas caught a big early 29-yard catch from Ryan Fitzpatrick in the right flat uh, on the first series of the game after a DeAndre Carter 30-yard kickoff return uh, to get uh, the – drive and the game started. Unfortunately, things fizzled out after that. Fitzpatrick uh, was incomplete to Logan Thomas again. Uh, On a crosser, he was incomplete and low to Deyami Brown uh, on that particular series. On the second series, he did dial up Deyami Brown uh, for a nice 20... It may have been the third series that he hit Deami Brown. Uh, I'll have to find that um, because uh, I, I take lots of notes. It's kind of hard to find everything when you absolutely need it. Uh, but Ryan Fitzpatrick hit Deami Brown uh, on a little bit of an underthrow, uh, and Deami Brown came back for it, kind of twisted, adjusted uh, in midair. It was a 29-yard catch. Uh, by Deami Brown, but again, just not enough to show for it afterwards. For whatever reason, Washington's offense would bog down, uh, be it because of a run stop, be it because of a couple of incompletes, pressure, what have you. Uh, One time, Ryan Fitzpatrick had pressure right off the left edge of the defense, right edge of the offense, and took a pretty good pop. Uh, One, he got sacked. Uh, I think that was a four-yard loss, and Then Washington had an opportunity, fourth and one, from the Bengals' 23-yard line, and obviously Ron Rivera is going to go for it in that spot, as he should. Maybe in the regular season it would be a little bit different, maybe, uh, but I tend to think he would go for it uh, pretty much every time, and Antonio Gibson got stuffed uh, off the left side of the line, which just got completely blown up. And that's been a problem for this team in years past. It wasn't last year, really, because Peyton Barber was so good at that. But remember last week in New England, Peyton Barber got stuffed on a third and one and a half, and then Ron punted on fourth and one-ish. Maybe it was like one and change. Um, and, 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 And then Peyton Barber also got stuffed near the goal line as well, right? So this week... And this game, it was Antonio Gibson and Jarrett Patterson that got the opportunities by and large, and certainly in all the short yardage uh, situations. As a matter of fact, Peyton Barber only had three carries for two yards in the game. Um, So... They didn't get the fourth and one there, turnover on downs, and that takes away, obviously, at least three points, you would think, although the field goal would have had to have been good, maybe a potential seven. Uh, You know, kind of hard to look at it any other way other than that. But the first-team offense, again, kind of, you know, persevered a little bit. They did fumble uh, on a third and 14, an 11-yard completion to Cam Sims. He fumbled. uh, It was reviewed, and the – it was initially not called a fumble, 
Bengals challenged it, and then they turned the ball over in that particular spot. Uh, but uh, it was actually the fourth series in which Fitzpatrick hit Deami Brown uh, on that 29-yard uh, catch. I finally found it in my notes after a bunch of uh, Antonio Gibson runs, right, where they got the offensive line moving, they got the chains moving, they had a screen, they got to midfield, putting together this nice drive, and then all of a sudden they come out and they try and throw to the end zone. They get a break because it's incomplete, but they get illegal use of the hand, so they get another first down. Uh, and then Jared Patterson, uh, who, again, is playing with the ones on offense uh, at this point, uh, he gets spread out wide, uh, doesn't get much. Then Fitzpatrick makes probably his worst pass of the night, almost a near interception inside the 10-yard line, should have probably been intercepted by the Bengals, and then an overthrow on third and 10 uh, for the Washington football team, which again led to a Dustin Hopkins field goal. So you had that situation. The first team offense, again, playing four series. Now the good news is the first team defense played five series, and they did a pretty darn good job. Now Joe Burrow did not play. Jamar Chase helped them out a lot with a bunch of drops. But early on, you can very much tell that Benjamin St. Juiced, who started along with Tory McTire, because William Jackson III is still coming back, and Kendall Fuller, they just decided to sit down, that those two guys were very active against good receivers. Now, Kyle Allen is not not Kyle Allen. <laughs> uh, Brandon Allen, too many Allens. Brandon Allen of Cincinnati, he was all over the place, right? Whether it be pass rush, general ina- ineffectiveness, inaccuracy, what have you. But the Washington corners were right there with them. And St. Juiced and Tory McTire made several pass defenses slash pass breakups slash drops uh, because of their coverage. St. Juiced one time in the end zone uh, against Jamar Chase, uh, played the boundary really well, and then came back for a third down pass breakup uh, on the very next play. So, you know, I, I think it's important to note that as ineffective as the first team offense was, again, four series, they moved the ball at times, they bogged down at times, they turned the ball over, they took a sack, they ran the ball okay, they didn't run the ball okay, they passed the ball okay, they didn't pass the ball okay. You, you get the point. The four series that they played, you know, I mean, if you are looking at a glass half full type of thing, you say, well, the first team defense played five series and that was without parts of their first team defense, i.e. at corner, and they played pretty darn well. They played pretty darn well. They didn't allow uh, much of anything. I think they only allowed the three points uh, on a field goal, and that was because uh, of a turnover. So that's the good news. Uh, Landon Collins had a big, big uh, hit on a, on a screen in which he diagnosed and exploded, also had another run stop. Uh, continues to look very good. Uh, so good news there from Landon Collins. Uh, the starting safeties in this game for Washington were um, – Bobby McCain and Cameron Curl, and then Landon Collins came in on the second series. So, I mean, they were mixing and matching, uh, and ultimately most of the first-team defense uh, did what they had to do and got pretty much off the field in a hurry uh, over, again, their five series of play. When we return from here at FedEx Field on the Locked On Washington football team podcast, we'll finish it up with a couple of uh, final news and notes, and then we will have a full episode as we begin the week next week 
right here on LOWFT from FedEx Field, where the Washington football team beats the Cincinnati Bengals 17 to 13. Good to have you with us. All right, guys, it is Chris Russell here for betonline.ag. It's that time of the year. All eyes are turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at BetOnline. You can't miss it. It's right on the homepage when you go to the website head to the website that's betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo make a bet on Thursday September 9th the NFL opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys and if you lose your wager will be refunded up to $25 bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Everything is covered for you at betonline.ag or on the app. Bet online, your online sports book experts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we're going to wrap this up pretty quickly here because uh, we want to get this episode out to you guys. Again, 17-13, the Washington football team wins here at FedEx Field on Friday night over the Cincinnati Bengals to even their preseason record at 1-1. One and one. The Baltimore Ravens will be here next Saturday, so we have a full week and change uh, before the next preseason game. The uh, team will not practice until Monday. I assume they'll go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in terms of a fairly normal uh, practice schedule with one extra day uh, mixed in there. Uh, and uh, we will have uh, coverage of that next week. Um, didn't see any major injuries or anything like that. So for two games, knock on wood, or a wall that's next to you here in the press box, uh, so far so good for the Washington football team. That could easily change that. Uh, just giving you a couple of team statistics here. Uh, for you, and then we'll get some individual statistics uh, in terms of this overall game. Both teams were lousy on third down, quite honestly. The Washington football team was 5 of 14. That's 35.7%. The Bengals were 4 of 13, 30.8%. Both teams failed on a fourth down uh, opportunity. Washington had 336 total net yards to just 214 uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. 70 offensive plays for Washington, 52 uh, for the Bengals. In terms of rushing, Washington had 141 net rushing yards, Cincinnati with 111 net Passing yards, 195 to 103 in favor of Washington. Uh, And uh, both teams, uh, well, actually, the Bengals really hurt themselves with nine penalties for 55 yards. Washington, only two penalties for 15 yards. So it was clean for the most part in 
that area, Derek Forrest with a second, I should say, Kalik Hudson with a second uh, special teams penalty uh, on the year uh, there already, although it was declined. Uh, time of possession, 34-29 for the uh, Washington football team, 25-31 for the Cincinnati Bengals. In terms of individual statistics, just real quickly running through uh, those, Ryan Fitzpatrick, 7 of 13, 96 yards. The one sack that we mentioned, one really bad throw, a 77.7 uh, rating and a long completion of 29 yards and had the 28-yarder uh, to Logan Thomas as well. So a 29-yarder to Diami Brown and a 28-yarder to Logan Thomas. Taylor Heineke. He was pretty good in the two-minute drill, although uh, it looked like uh, he made, uh, you know, kind of a, a big mistake there, but they got away with it because the ball bounced off of one Bengals defender uh, into the hands of another, but he apparently, like, scooped it off the ground. It was hard to tell on the replays that we were able to see, but it looked to be the right call, and that avoided an interception inside the red zone. So Taylor Heineke was 11 of 13 for 80 yards overall, uh, did get sacked once, scrambled around a a good deal, and a 92-3 rating. Kyle Allen was 2 of 4, 23 yards in his return to gameplay for the first time since injuring his ankle week 9 against the Giants last year. Overall, the quarterbacks were 20 of 30 for 199, two sacks, no touchdowns, and no interceptions. In terms of the receivers, Antonio Gandy-Golden led the way, three catches, three targets, 38 yards, and a two-point conversion plus a 17-yard catch that was a long, I think that was on third down. Jared Patterson, three catches, three targets, 25 yards, a long of 11, and you combine 16 carries for 71 yards and a touchdown there for Jared Patterson plus his work as a returner. And if you're looking in that area, he had just the one kickoff return, but it was for 37 yards. DeAndre Carter with a 30-yard kickoff return to start the game. As we mentioned, uh, punt returns, they really didn't get much of anything. Carter had a 7-yard punt return. Dax Milne caught a punt, but it was fair. Caught actually twice, so a little bit conservative there, but better safe than sorry. Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, two catches, two targets, 20 yards. Cam Sims, two catches on three targets for 19 yards, but did have that one fumble. Antonio Gibson, two catches, two targets, 19 yards out of the backfield. Logan Thomas just had that one catch on two targets for 28 yards, and that pretty much uh, sums it up. They had a couple of other guys uh, in there as well. We mentioned Patterson, 16 carries, 71 yards. That's a 4-4 average. Antonio Gibson, 7 carries for 28 yards. That's a 4-even average. Heineke had 26 yards scrambling, including a 12-yard pickup, and that's really the most notable contributions there. All right, so the Washington football team moves on to the Baltimore Ravens to close out the preseason again next Saturday night here at FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland. So, you know, you want to call it the Battle of the Beltways, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Baltimore will be here. Who knows what each team will do with this final preseason game? And that's one of the things that we'll be talking about and kind of discussing this week. Do they treat it like the traditional fourth preseason game or do they treat it like the traditional third preseason game? The honest answer is nobody knows. I would treat it like the third normal preseason game, and it is the third preseason game, but 
I would treat it like the old third preseason game, meaning my starters would probably play a full half and maybe into the third quarter just to get a feel for that. But we'll see what Ron Rivera and his staff comes up with. They could very well treat this uh, like the typical fourth preseason game of the year and almost nobody of consequence uh, or extreme consequence would play in that game. We'll just have to wait and see. But again, it is something that we will be talking about uh, all week. And I'm sure Ron Rivera will be more than happy to not give us uh, any direct answers on that. All right, that's going to do it for us right here at FedEx Field. The Washington football team wins 17-13 to over the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, this has been a special edition of the LOWFT. We're presented by Bet Online and and also by DirecTV. All right, I'm Chris Russell. Again, David Harrison, we hope to have him back at the beginning of the week. He's a little bit under the weather. Uh, and thank you for being with us all week, all weekend. Washington wins 17-13. They're 1-1 one one in the preseason. And one more to go against the Baltimore Ravens. And presumably Lamar Jackson on their way to the regular season opener just a couple of weekends from right now, right here at FedEx Field against the Los Angeles Chargers. Thanks for being with us right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.